My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode number 52. Today, I'm back from vacation, feeling fresh. Jared drops a massive announcement on the podcast. We talked a lot about voice search, so you definitely should stick around and listen and learn on that. But we'd love it if you take a few seconds to subscribe to the podcast, hit us with some stars, and you can also call into the podcast at 940-247-0807. So let's go. Hey, man. What are you doing? I'm good. You look you look great today. Well, thanks for interrupting my response. I wasn't worried about what you were going to say. Okay. For being honest, I wasn't. That was rhetorical. Golly. You're one of those people. Oh, how you doing? Okay. How's your day? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. You want to know what's going on in my life? Yeah. That's how I am. Yeah. No respect for you. All right, man. How you doing? Hey, by the way, you look great. You look excellent. At least I interrupted you with a compliment. This is a sarcastic compliment. No, you look great today. I never take your compliment seriously. I didn't even notice your socks either. Those well, are pretty fresh. Yeah. Christmas present. They look great. Or from my dad's closet. Well, they look great. Oh, pull those back up. It's the same. I thought, I thought there were a lot of orange. There is some There is some orange. It's on the front side. Yeah, that's those are fresh. And on the back side. I don't think I have... Mine aren't nearly as cool as yours today. Yours are pretty... You're pretty cool. Yeah, I'm on a basic. Not not as cool, but pretty cool. Yeah, they're a thing. Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey. <laughs> doing good? I'm not good at it like you are. I'm not good at interrupting. You're just a good guy. I get it. But yes, I am doing good. That was a uh, subtle brag. What? I'm not as good as you at being rude. That's what he said. Yeah, my weaknesses are I'm super bad at being rude. That's my favorite part of any interview. Yeah. When you do... What are, your, what are your weaknesses? I'm bad at being rude. I'm bad at uh, having bad customer service. Yeah. I always get the same ones. I get, you know, I just... Sometimes I work too hard. I just... I just work way too hard. You know, I'm just I'm just not good at, at being lazy. Yeah. Somebody recently told me that they weren't good at um, saying no. And, and they always... They were afraid of confrontation. And I was like, that's a great answer. That's an excellent answer. Not, you know, man, I just struggle with being late to things. I'm not real good um, at stopping working. And, you know, sometimes I just never want to get paid. I just want to work for free for 90 hours a week. That's not good. A good, uh, a good honest answer. I think that's I think that's like part of an office episode is where Michael's uh Michael Scott's listing all his weaknesses and they're actually all strengths. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I'm not I'm bad at being like a like a good I'm I'm not good. Here we go. We're riding it out. You got <laughs> yeah. it. You're riding it out. I'm not good at managing people well. Does that make No. I'm okay. I I'm going to butcher this. I'm not good at movie quotes or TV show quotes. I'm just going to stop trying. I'll go look it up. But yeah, that? it's you should. Yeah, that's uh, something from the office where Michael lists all his weaknesses and they're actually all strengths. <laughs> that's what most people do, though. And then you ask for their strengths, and they don't even have. They don't even list those out. Their weaknesses were actually more strong than their strengths. <laughs> it's like, well, what are you good at? And like, well, I don't really want to brag. It's like, well, you just brag during your weaknesses. I know how to type pretty well. Yeah, I can do forty words a minute. I, I can spell some words with 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 spell check. Yeah. You struggling over there today? It feels like you're stumbling through your words a little bit. No, I'm good. No, you're not. Yeah, you, you've been aggressive already on this right. podcast because you already interrupted my thoughts two seconds into the. And podcast. then I gave you a chance to do it, and you misquoted a quote. Well, this is because I had to take a, I had to have a second take because you interrupted <laughs> my thoughts two seconds into the podcast. Uh, I like aggressive, Jared. <clears throat> I think the world needs more of it. How's everything been without me? It's been glorious. <laughs> better than usual. Really? Yeah. The office be- ran better way, with way, me being gone. Way better than usual. Yeah. So peaceful. I took so many naps during be- the day. I bet you did. Watch The Office. Watch The Office. Obviously like not well all, enough. All eight seasons of it. Yeah. Nine. Nine. I didn't, I didn't watch that last season. I watched because, it. Yeah. I just, I just finished it again. But yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty good. It's it quiet without, yeah. without you and Katie here. 
but it was good. Yeah, it was weird being. I think that's as long as I've been away from the office for like two, three years. You're gone for what? Two months? Felt like it for sure. I was sitting on a luxury beach in Mexico, <laughs> FaceTiming you. All right, tell the peeps about your your Mexican vacation. It was just the best thing ever. We were in a real fancy home and on the beach in Tulum and just hung out all where's, day. Where's Tulum? Like South of Cancun, about an hour and a half drive. Where's Cancun? I've never been to Mexico. So, like where's, South Mexico. You know how Mexico South, has that South little... South Mexico? Okay. Like has that little okay. turn? Yeah. That's, that's, so that bottom. Okay. That's I think it's as far as you can go in Mexico. Close. So, and a lot of Tulum is uh, jungle. There's a lot of like jungle surrounding where we were. But yeah, we were just right on the beach, right next to these like uh, lagoons that are, they say they're freshwater. I guess that's true. But they got some alligators or croc, I think it's crocodiles. Crack it. Played a little golf. Didn't shoot t- terrible. Didn't shoot great, but played pretty good. You played pretty well from what you told me. Yeah, I played pretty I f- well. I feel like you're trying to set up a humble brag here. No, 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 no. I did play better. I played really bad to start out. Here's here's the embarrassing part. The round was expensive, and so I was trying to minimize costs. And I had to buy two sleeves of balls because I knew I was going to lose balls in the jungle. But after going to the driving range and not stretching at all, and just immediately, everyone, I looked down the row, and everyone's got out like their 9-iron or their 7-iron warming up. And I've already got this big driver out just trying to crush the ball. And within 20 hits, I already had a blister on my hand. First off, the people who go to the driving range and use, like, pitching wedges and high irons, they aren't looking to play golf for fun. Yeah. I yeah. like to play golf for fun. Like, I want to smash the ball. That's the funnest part of golf. Yeah, crushing it. It's crushing the ball. Those guys are also shooting in the 70s. Yeah, they are. They're be- shooting Because they're there. good, but they probably aren't having as much fun as we Probably are. not. But I think those, most of those guys probably also drunk by the third hole. And they're still shooting better than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my hand was so blistered up, I had to go buy a glove. And I just went into the um, clubhouse. I was like, what's the cheapest glove you have? So I just got an all-blue golf glove. It was pretty It was pretty swagged out. I was pretty pumped about it. But yeah, man, it was a weird course compared to like what we're used to here because there's just jungle on each side. A lot, of, a lot of opportunity to lose a ball. Yep. Yep. And apparently there's crocodiles too. I was more interested in trying to find those. And iguanas were everywhere. Iguanas were? Yeah, everywhere. What? You'd just be driving in your golf cart and one would just run out in the path. It was wild. Man. They're pretty quick too. Kind of scary quick. Yeah. So, so are crocodiles. Yeah. I didn't ever see one. There was a couple of signs, but I always wonder when you see those like signs if they're real or not. I think I think you have to put a sign up if you spot in that area and like any specific area if you spot one like threatening type of wildlife, you like have to put a sign up. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they have them. Like I always you always It looks like they do. I always get super excited when we see like bear signs when we're in the mountains. I'm like, "Oh, we're for sure seeing a bear. Like there's enough bears here that it warrants them putting up a sign." But I'm pretty sure it's just like there's a potential. If, if anybody ever sees one bear, yeah. they, they like have to put up a sign. So question, if we go get a bear, rent one, walk it down a street here, they got to put a sign up? Probably. Yeah, we should do it. They'll probably be obligated to. Yeah. But it was kind of, it was a weird uh, trip to Mexico. Not weird, but like in the location we were in, being like in the jungle by the beach was really cool. Yeah. That sounds pretty, that sounds pretty dope. We got to swim near these like freshwater caves, and which was the scariest thing. Because you're like, by all these roots in the overgrowth, and I'm like, man, you know there's something in here. Oh, no. Yeah. My luxury trip to Mexico <laughs> in the jungle was so scary. Oh, yeah. No. Dude, it was, you, you don't realize, man, how d- difficult it is. Like, waking up, yeah. you know, and just having to, you know, get up and kind of get going every day. And, yeah, I, you know, if you trip and stumble far enough, someone just puts a, a margarita in your hand. <laughs> you just fall into one. And then you're like, oh, there we go. Yeah, start drinking around like seven forty-five usually. Talking about water? Oh uh, no, no, no. Orange juice? Uh, you could drink orange juice, tequila juice. Yeah, all those together. Just all those together. Yep. Yeah, man, it was weird. Have we had like chefs there, like at the house, the private house? Make it's it. not a lifestyle I'll probably will ever be able to get used to, but it was a really cool experience. Yeah, it's not, it's nice for five days. Yeah, really, really cool. But the whole staff was awesome. 
just right there on the beach. All Katie wanted to do was set in the hammock. She said she was reading a book, but I noticed from the first to the fifth day, she'd only gone one page. She, she just constantly had her sunglasses on, so you couldn't tell if her eyes were closed or she not. She was sleeping for sure <laughs> the whole time. And then we were the only ones. We tried to go snorkel at our beach, and the waves were so bad. So bad. And we went on a catamaran boat, which was like real nice as well. And basically all you do is just drink and ride on a boat, but the waves were so bad that I was sitting at the back of the boat while this woman was just throwing up next to me. <laughs> Just throwing up inside. I just kind of rode that out inside, for a little while. Inside the boat or outside the boat? Uh, they had brought her a trash can for herself. <laughs> and I, it's one of those things uh, where you, you can only check in so much before it gets weird. But you're like, hey, are you okay? People are, people are offering her beverages. She just needs water and a nap. Uh, like, that's a super funny mental image. Yeah. So we got we got to this like real nice cove. And then our boat pulled in and made all these boats move. And people just moved. And then they just anchored down. And then we jumped. We went off this slide into the water. And there was like a big surfboard attached to the bottom with chairs on it. And you just sat there. And some guy swam out there with a cooler of beer. And then just served beer on this surfboard in the ocean. Wait, there's a surfboard with chairs attached to it? Yeah, it's like this big floating like surfboard thing. And they had like welded chairs on the like bottom. So you just sat on them. So I got off the boat in the ocean to drink the same beer that came off our boat to get into the ocean so that I could drink beer. Are you sure this isn't like a dream you had? No, this happened. This for sure happened. Yep. Not a normal trip for me. Uh, that sounds pretty amazing, though. Yeah, went to this really, really nice restaurant where it was like it was like 6th Street for Tulum. Like the whole street was just like amped up with people. And I'll tell you one thing. You can buy a marijuana anywhere there. If you sneeze loud enough, you just find a joint behind your ear. You just turn, around. Just, boop, boop. You just turn around and there's a person behind you. Yeah. Trying to like, yeah. But I, I spent too much of the trip trying to convert pesos into, or American dollars into pesos. And it's the easiest conversion. I think it's one to 20. I, I would have no idea. But I'm I'd, still always trying to do the math. I'd have to Google it. <clears throat> we were. I, I, I Googled today the euro to... American dollar conversion. And it's super easy, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. We, I accidentally negotiated a clothing deal. Uh, one of the girls was trying to buy something for her daughter, uh, one of Katie's sisters, and I was trying to ask the lady, like, can you break a 50? Like, can you break my cash? And so she's like, oh, no, no. And then she just like, kept saying numbers lower and lower. And I found out at the end, she was just negotiating the price down. So the other, so the other girl bought it for cheaper. I wouldn't even try to negotiate. That's how good I am at sales. Golly. What are you negotiating? And it just happened. But really fun place. I definitely recommend people go to Tulum. It is an hour and a half drive after flying. So that's probably the only negative. That's not that bad. Nah, but I think after you've flown, you've sat in the airport for a couple hours, you've flown, you've had to go through customs, which is the how, worst thing on earth. How, how long is the flight? Like, I think it's like two and a half. No, no, no. But the whole airport experience is five or six hours. This dude, on a luxury vacation to Mexico. No, no, I'm not griping. With all this falling into drinks, negotiating people down to buy super cheap products, and is complaining about a two and a half hour flight and an hour and a half drive. Yeah. You know what the best part of the drive is, though? What? They've, they've catered everything to tourism, I guess. So you get off the plane, you get into like this taxi or this van. And they're immediately just like, cerveza? And they just pull off into a gas station, and you just drink beer the whole drive. <laughs> oh, so, so, you, so you didn't even drive yourself? Oh, no. <laughs> this guy. What, are you kidding me? This Not guy. a chance. Man, did you just like, did you build yourself a throne before you went? Or were you just sitting No, no, no. Somebody else built a throne, and then I just sat on it. While they, they, were, sur- while they were just pouring cerveza into your goblet? Into my mouth. <laughs> just directly. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. It's funny that on the on the drive there, you're like, yeah, having beers in this drive sound great. And then on the drive back after the week, you're like, I'm good. I could use like a Powerade or something. <laughs> and a nap. But yeah, it was good, man. It was really yeah. fun. That's a, the one thing Katie struggles is the whole traveling thing. Airports lock her up. Yeah. Like I, beyond belief. The customs thing, we've never once gone through TSA that Katie did not get checked. Yeah, full body check. Yeah, I went through. I went <clears throat> through TSA one time. I think we were going to 
not Mexico. We're going to like Georgia, but we were, it was like a family trip and like my nieces and nephews, I guess it was niece and nephew at that time. I don't think the other, I don't think the other niece was around then, but I went through, like they all went through and then I was like the last one I went through and they like did the whole thing where they like pulled me aside, checked my backpack, like swapped it down, whatever they swap it yep. down with. And then they like, the guy asked me like, Hey, do you want to go to this like private room so I can check you or do you want to do it out here? And I, I didn't really know what he was talking about. So I was like, we can just do it. Out, we can just do it out here. That dude got pretty personal with me. Yep. And then I like, while he was like inside my waistband and like getting kind of intimate with me, like I looked over and was just making eye contact with my niece. It's like, oh man. <laughs> and uh, she, uh, she was probably just like, what? What did what did Uncle Jared do? Yeah. It's like in bed. Like yeah. she's just like now thinks you're a felon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They so Katie got checked at DFW. They pulled her aside. And the best part is Katie's so nervous. She just wants me to not leave her side. And right when Katie goes to get into the line to go through the metal detector and to put our bags through, this large group of like a camera crew. They had like 20 bags on this thing cut in, in between us. So I'm now separated from Katie by like seven people. So she's making eye contact with me through all these people as they're very aggressively checking her. And so I make it through. We get through. Everything's pretty good. Then we land in Mexico, go through all the checks again. Well, you get to the final stop before you get to go outside and you're, you're free to, to be there. And there's after you give them your customs form, there's a button you click. And it's just like per family and you click it. And if it's green, you just go. If it's red, you have to go get checked. And ours was red. Oh, everybody else in our group went green and just left. We had to go get checked again. So we went into the line and so they're like going, they open your bag and they go through everything. Like they're just checking our stuff. Well, they click mine. And so they ask like, do you have any tobacco products? And we're going to Mexico. So I brought some tobacco products and they're like having to pull it all out and they have to count it. And they're going through all of our stuff. And Katie's just on the verge of tears the whole time. So traveling with Katie is, is, is not the best because she, for some reason, is a magnet for TSA. So, but outside of the airport, easily one of the most relaxing trips I've ever been on. So they I feel look, good. I'm back. They look like it, especially when, what was it Thursday? You FaceTime me? No, Monday. Monday? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Monday. Yeah. Golly, what day is today? Today's Thursday. Yep, so, today's yeah. Thursday. Good gosh. Yeah. Ugh. That's anyway. Yeah. But yeah, Monday, you FaceTime me, and <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you were acting like it was an accident because you like FaceTime me, I answered it, and it was just like silence with like the view of your feet propped up on like a lawn chair type, like one of those like poolside chairs was just like the ocean and like I didn't see your face or anything and you, you like weren't talking so I answered and I was like hey man and then all I saw was that and it was just silence for like 10 seconds and then you turned the camera around and said oh hey <laughs> I, I didn't mean I butt dialed you oh <laughs> I butt dialed you and then while I, like while I was talking to you on FaceTime I heard uh, Katie FaceTime Caitlin <laughs> And then right when I hung up with you, I heard you FaceTime Craig. Yeah. I was like, man, these jerks. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have our phones much. I think that was probably the biggest blessing. Like, was I had the ability to get on, but it was almost so much work to even post a picture. Like, I just didn't want to be connected. I didn't want to read anything that was happening here. I didn't want to know anything that was going on. You missed a lot. Yeah, and I'm glad that I did. Texas is no longer a part of the United States. Yeah, it's own country. I didn't Did realize that? that. Yeah, until I got back Did into customs. Yeah, customs told me. Yeah, they told us that they'd actually built the wall at, on the north side. Yeah, around Oklahoma and all that, and Texas yeah. paid for it. I'm just like, we're done. Yeah. Did, yeah. You, get, did you get a stamp for Texas on your passport? Uh, I did. Well, they just threw it out. Like you don't need this anymore. As yeah. a Texas resident, so you can just travel wherever you want. Yeah, crazy stuff happened while you were gone. Yeah, I think that's always the fear is that you're going to miss out. On like whatever's going on, no. Nah. You probably want to miss out on everything that's going on right now. Yeah, 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 that's true. But I mean, even like with friends and stuff, I think a lot of people that don't care about politics are like, 
miss out on stuff. Now, I missed out while I was gone on a big announcement. What is it? Oh, you did. No, you didn't because you saw it. I didn't see I didn't and, see it until and, later. And you already knew. But yes, my wife and I, Emily and I, I guess Emily, not me. It's always weird when she says that we're pregnant, but Emily is pregnant. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Man. I almost teared up hearing you say it again. I am. That was cool. I'm pretty terrible at saying that. I just went through that. That was like 45 seconds longer than it needed to be. But yes, my wife and I are expecting a baby, and she has been super brave for, she's like 13 and a half weeks now, so she's almost through the first trimester, which I found out. <clears throat> It's not a good idea to argue with your wife about pregnancy stuff mm-hmm. because, like, she – we woke up um, Sunday, sun, so her weeks, like, begin and end on Sundays, like, as far as pregnancy weeks. So, yep. um, her I cars were that. Like, is that, like, everybody? Is that how they do it always, or is it just, like, perfect timing? I don't know. It might just be perfect timing. Yo. But – Never mind. But she, what were you about to say? I think we conceived on the same day, one year apart. But go ahead. No, I'm dead serious. We might have. No, we did. Because his due date's the exact same. Oh, shoot. Sorry, continue. Man. Um, But yeah, she she like um, started her 13th week. She ended her 12th week, started her 13th, 13th week on Sunday. And I woke up Sunday and I was like, happy second trimester. And she's like, no, I still got one more week. I was like, no, a trimester, like, nine months is 36 weeks. Divided by three is 12 weeks. So this is your second trimester, the 13 week, Like, the beginning of week 13 is your second trimester. And she's like, no. Most most people go by, like, 39 or 40 weeks. I was like, no, I think, I think you're wrong. Like, a trimester is 12 weeks. And then I opened up, like, the Bump app, and it was like, and this is your last week of your first trimester. Once you're through this, then you should start feeling better and stuff like that. I was like, oh, yeah, gosh dang it. But yeah, she's almost through her first trimester. So Sunday, Sunday we'll be through the first trimester. We're super excited. Um, we got to, I guess we've had three or four sonograms now. The first two or three, like you couldn't make out the baby at all in this most recent one. That we had, which was on Monday. Yeah, I think it was on Monday. Um, we could actually see like the formation of a baby. Like we could see a hand and an arm and legs and a belly and a head and stuff like that. And it was like, it was like kind of waving at us and it was moving in the womb. So yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of surreal and like the most awesome thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, how wild is it? To like already love something that much that you haven't technically met. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. You don't even know the gender yet. No. And it just doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll we'll find out the gender in I guess a little less than a month now because that appointment was Monday and we set up uh, the next appointment for a month after that to find out the gender. So I guess we're a little less than a month from finding out the gender. So yeah, it's a uh, wait. So you'll find out in March. March 18th is when we go to do the sonogram to find out the gender. So y'all will be... We'll be... 16 weeks? Whatever 13 plus 4 weeks is, 17 weeks. Yeah, you guys must have found out. <clears throat> I guess we maybe we just did, elected to find out how sonograms fell or something later. Because we didn't find out till April because we went to the Ranger game. Mm-hmm. So y'all, I guess we waited till 20-something weeks. Because if y'all have the same due date as us. We, so our, like, next appointment was scheduled for April. But they gave us the option to pay, like, an extra $100 oh, that's right. to that's do, right. like, a, 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 an appointment between them to find out the gender. And we, that's right. we chose to do that. Just because we figured it out. We, we just figured that either way we're probably going to reach our deductible with this whole having a baby thing. Yeah. And... $100 probably just get us closer to reaching it. it. It's also, I don't really care how many days that saves you. You also just want to know. Yeah. I mean, maybe some people don't. Yeah, we're, 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 we're a couple that for sure wants to know, at least with this first one. And then we'll probably want to know until we have a boy and a girl. Shout out to the people if, who, if we do d- who, who can wait. Yeah. 
for real. I can't do it. I yeah. couldn't do it. I could maybe do it this next time, but move. Yeah. I was like, I was locked up. I, I was like trying to like declare myself a nurse and I was like looking for anatomy on the sonogram. Yeah. Like, can I see anything that like would tell if this is a boy or girl? Of course I didn't, but yeah. The ladies in our sonogram asked, do you want us, do you want me to take a guess? And I haven't been wrong. And so we were like, hmm. Katie's like, do you want to? I was like, eh, yes. So she's like, we're pretty sure it's a girl. And I just immediately said, doubt it. <laughs> doubt it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're both pretty convinced that we're having a girl. I'm about it. I mean, I don't know if it matters either way, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We I, Having I, a little girl's been pretty dope. Yeah. I don't think either of us care what it is, but we're, we're pretty, we're pretty uh, convinced that it's a girl. Dude, congratulations. Thanks, I'm excited. Man. I'm selfishly excited it's public. Yeah, finally. We had to wait so long. It seemed like. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just hard because it's a big part of your life. And when you're around a bunch of people like at work or other things. Yeah. And you can't talk about it, which I'm surprised people don't know just for the fact that you and I talk about it in the office. Yeah. And we're usually not the quietest people. Yeah. You don't have you don't talk loud or a lot, but you have the same volume no matter what you're talking about. I'm sure the whole office actually knows, and they just like didn't acknowledge Act it. Surpri- oh, 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 congratulations! What did we, saw your, we saw your post yesterday. <laughs> we didn't hear you two months ago. Oh man, yeah, it's wild, man. It's gonna be a fun journey. I'm super, super excited for y'all. Y'all are gonna be great parents. I mean, Emily's gonna be a great parent. I'll be all right. No, it'll be fun, man. If you have a girl, we might have conceived on the same day, one year apart. When when was uh no release due date? Twenty sixth of August. And she didn't she didn't show into the world. Lucy slash Laney slash Walker's due date is the twenty fifth of August. So oh, one, it's the twenty fifth. Okay, so one day. Yeah, apart. that's right. So we might have conceived on the same day. We might a year apart. A year apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a year apart. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's gonna be a fun journey, man. I'm trying to convince Katie to run it back already. It was hard going on vacation though. It was like the coolest thing ever, like getting to have a few days to just be normal, like not wake up early, not worry about feed times, all that kind of stuff. But man, by like the second day, I was just trying to act like I didn't miss Ellie so that Katie didn't, <laughs> like, because Katie wanted to Facetime her all the time, but I just like waited. And then yesterday, I couldn't even make it till five. I went and picked her up at like two. Yeah. And daycare brought her back to the office. Yeah. And I think, and the cool part was I th- she recognizes us now. Like when I came in, she started smiling. I was like, she remembers me. Daddy's home. Daddy's home. I'm going to be, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be a mess when we have a baby. You should be. I mean, an absolute mess. You should be. That's the coolest thing ever. That's a, that's a big announcement, man. Yeah. Thanks for sharing it with the world. It's also happened in my life while you're in Mexico. Yeah. I missed it. See, you miss things when you disconnect. You didn't miss it. You, you still saw it because you liked, you liked the post. I was mad that you guys didn't tell me that you were announcing it. I should have known. You already knew. Oh, yeah. That's true. You knew that we were having a baby. You <coughs> yeah. Didn't know that I thought were. it was a cool announcement. Those are cool pictures. Yeah. iPhone. Hey. iPhone in our house. Great technology. Yep. And luckily our baby... Um, posed well for the sonogram, and we got a good got a good baby picture. See now, all all of our kids will be close to the same age. Our kids will be the same age, so we can go on like trips and stuff. Yeah, and then You're, just put them in a pen somewhere, and we can hang out. Ellie, Ellie will probably be a grade ahead. She will be. I get. Wait, could they be the, in the same? If because they both of them are like right around that area where you can either. Yep. Go ahead. So Ellie's like, passed it. Oh, she is? So if... Oh, I th- yeah, because she was September. Obviously, Emily would know this probably immediately. But I I, th- I thought that if you... The cutoff's like late August. So if you're... Or maybe it's early September where you could choose to be either a grade forward or grade back. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll just have another one so that, that it's a guarantee. Uh-huh. Okay. Right, yeah, I'd be close. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. It was really, really a blessing though, just to disconnect. And I, I think that if I learned anything from this trip, it's that I need to do that more. Yeah, that's like just nice. legitimately disconnect, not worry about anything. 
the only thing I watched on TV that wasn't like a just a movie um, was I, I watched the UFC fights and the Bellator fights, which you missed. Um, I, I told you that story, right? Yeah. So I was, I was watching these, which, I've, I'm which I was not, very proud that you watched. I've, 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 I've never watched a UFC fight by myself, but because um, they signed a deal with ESPN, so yeah, now it's a lot they, more easy to get to. They, they signed a deal with ESPN, and I saw I kept seeing like these these ads for this Cain Velasquez versus Naganu. Is that right? Yep. What's his first name? Uh, Francis. Yeah. Francis, good for you, man. Fran- Francis Naganu fight. <laughs> um. And so I tuned into ESPN at like midnight and it said that it was on. So I was like watching it and like the prelims ended at like 1145 and then 12 o'clock, maybe a little after 12, um, the main card started and I was just waiting and waiting and waiting for the Cain Velasquez and Ganu fight and it like... Eventually, I was like watching all the, the the fights before this fight, and I looked down at the ticker, and I saw, and I saw um, Francis Ngannou um, defeats Cain uh, Velasquez in twenty whatever seconds. I was like, "What the f?" I've been waiting this whole time, and this is a rerun. This happened. This happened way earlier in the day. Yep. I was wondering why I was so like I was up at two in the morning waiting for this fight to happen. You were, you were only three hours off. I was quite a bit off, but I was like, man, you should, I feel like they usually don't happen this late. Cause I was, I was up at like one forty-five in the morning. Yep. And I was like, when is this fight going to happen? Usually they aren't this late. And I saw that ticker scroll by and apparently it already happened. Yep. Like three hours earlier. You know, I think I told you this, but you know, what was really weird is that the UFC starting this year, 2019 signed the deal with ESPN, mm-hmm. but they were on Fox. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge deal going to ESPN. But what was weird I don't know how this works, but in Mexico, it was still on a Fox Sports channel, which was really weird to me. So I don't know if they have to sign different deals for different countries, but yeah, it was it was just kind of wild. But yeah, that's really the only thing. I didn't watch like any news. I didn't really know what was happening. People were saying stuff, obviously, whether we were like on the drive or stuff that was happening. But which that's when they brought up while we were driving. About this guy. Juicy. Juicy, yeah. Jesse. The guy ever say his name? They got beat up. Was it in Chicago? Yeah. Bull. That was kind of a rough one. I don't know if we should even breach this story. But yeah. Yeah. He got beat up. I feel like I know just enough to where I'm just going to make myself sound ignorant with it. But yeah. This is not a good look. Nah, man. I, that you did, like, that dude. Mm-hmm. Did more damage to the point that he was trying to prove than yeah. the point he was trying to prove. I really wish we could hear what the, I mean, I'm sure you can assume the agenda. And, and maybe he wanted more money or was leveraging a point. I don't know. But man, it sounds like he had a pretty good career going. I don't know, man. That's a big risk. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. That's a pretty extensive lie, too. And yeah. then to bring other people in on it and pay them like three something, three grand. Yeah. To beat, to fake beat you up yeah. during, during an, a cold storm where no one's out. And then to pick an area where there's a camera and the camera's not even facing towards you. Yeah. Bleh. Yeah. I don't really want to get to my, my opinions of the whole thing because. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything, just like anything else, everything we have, just like the MAGA hat kid, just like everything else, is second or third-hand information. Do you, do you think the, the world would be a better place if there just wasn't any news at all? Hmm. Because I feel like news and media coverage nowadays, like, they're constantly trying to push something, so people are always going to be attaching to one side yeah. or the other and then bickering about what the other um, yeah. um, station or whatever is presenting. And there's just always going to be division. Mm-hmm. But if there wasn't any news, nobody would have anything to bicker about. Yeah. I think that news is important, but I think people forget that it's also a business 
And I think that if maybe the funding came elsewhere, like if there were, it was some kind of like, you know, like how, like when a city puts that information, it's just for like the city or the funding isn't from everywhere. But if you tell like a, a juicy news story and your ratings skyrocket, you get, you make more money based on what you're charging for advertising. Mm -hmm. So if that wasn't the formula, yeah. If news was just like press releases, it was like telling these good, these bad stories, but telling real stories where viewership didn't dictate how much money you made, I think that would be much better. Yeah. If there was like a free, some kind of a free news network that's like, we're not making a dime somehow. I, again, I, I think any money is always going to figure it out. I mean, we were talking about that on this trip. Like you're, you're telling me that referees or the NFL or whatever doesn't, change maybe not the outcome of the game but maybe they slow stuff down to keep the spread a certain way because there's billions of dollars on the line in betting like money will always change stuff but i think about that all the time like why wouldn't you release this hot lead that you're like 80 percent sure is true yeah when it's going to get you unbelievable ratings because yeah. you're going to make more money so it's not about is it true it's just about how much money you're going to make yeah that's the problem yeah now you've got what news station you watch dictates what kind of person you are and what you believe. And I don't think that has to be true either. So I don't know, man, kind of a messy time. Long story short, go to the beach, <laughs> just go to the beach and ignore it all. Just disconnect for a couple days. Yeah. It gave me some good perspective on how fast paced everything is and how it's okay to slow down every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, even like in business and stuff, it's okay just to shut down for a little while and make sure that you're, you're healthy and you're okay. Because if you're not okay, you can't take it from other people. So, yeah, I got to do that more regularly. Probably not in that scenario, but I was thinking maybe like once or twice a year going kayaking or camping like by myself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say at a, it wasn't like as like great, uh, like it wasn't anywhere near what, what you did in Mexico, but like Tuesday night, um, Emily and I always sit down and watch this is us and she went to like uh like a like a pregnancy workout thing at six and it was from like six to seven and at six i started a fire turned on some like classical music on the tv it's part of the stuff that you're here another day in the office yep that she kept asking if you're playing lullabies yeah lullabies or sound machine um, but i threw that on the tv <clears throat> sat down in a chair in the corner of the room where I couldn't see the TV by the fire and just read. Didn't have my phone with me and just read for like an hour. And it was, it was, it was a break from like being connected. Um, hmm. but it was super nice. Yeah. It was so nice. Good for you. So, yeah, I think, I think it's important. Yeah. I think it's good to have like a long term to do that, but I think that you probably should do that daily. Yeah, which I don't know. It seemed like it almost seemed like a task to get that started, like because you never like I think we're like now it's just wired to like yep. come home, turn on the TV, and that's just like the habit. But it it was almost like a task to not sit on the couch and watch the TV. Like I had to yeah, yeah. I had to go to a chair in the corner of the house by the fire where I couldn't see the TV, and I tr I had like all the lights off except like. Um, like some sconce lights at lights in the, the corner of the room just so I could see my book. And I just like sat in that, sat in that chair and read. And yeah. it was the nicest thing ever, but like getting to the point where I actually sat down and was intentionally doing that seemed like a task. Yeah. Like I had a break from the habit, which is sometimes hard to do. Yeah, it is. I always feel convicted. Like whenever Katie and I get fast food or just get food, cause it's like almost hard for me to eat at home if the TV's not on. Mm-hmm. Like, just to go sit down and just sit with Katie and eat. If we're at a restaurant, it's really easy for some reason. Yeah. But the rhythm at home is like, let's get these TV trays out. Yeah. And let's watch it. We'd have the time we don't even care what we're going to watch. Yeah. Let's watch The Office Season 6, which we've already seen. Not helpful. Yeah. It's just a habit. Yeah. It's not good. Speaking of habits, what do you think of voice search? <laughs> So I sent you this article yeah, 22 so, minutes ago. So we were kind of talking about this 
just a little bit ago before we started this podcast, and I'm probably an outlier um, uh, to most people my our, our age. I guess our what was the what was the number twenty four to forty nine yep. year olds. Um, so I'm probably the outlier in that group, but I do not ever use voice search, like, yeah, ever. Um, which I know a ton of people do, and that's a super popular thing. But I like have a hard time relating to it from like a consumer standpoint. I can I can like relate to it from like a business business standpoint and a marketing standpoint. Um, but as a consumer, I cannot because yeah. I never I like never use it because I always I like half the time the voice either can't understand what I'm saying because I have the tendency to mumble. Or it doesn't have the capability to give me the, the actual results that I'm looking for. So yeah. I always find that, like, average-wise, it's quicker for me to type it into Google than yeah. to voice search it. Um, so I don't use it a whole, a whole lot, um, which, again, I'm probably the outlier, and I do see the benefit um, with businesses and – um, them looking to market with yeah. voice. But yeah, just personally, I do not use it a ton. The stat Jared's talking about is 65% of 25 to 49 year olds speak to their voice enabled devices at least once per day. Yeah. And but I think what, what is also in this, what makes this stat, I think real 65% is like, I use it probably five to 10 times a day because with my Apple AirPods, I'll click and be like, hey, Siri, play the latest podcast or, hey, Siri, call Katie or whatever. I, I, I would say that I dial, I go to my phone to call somebody probably once out of every 10 times I make a call. Hmm. I choose the search Which, feature. Yeah, I mean, that makes it Like, even when I'm driving. But if I didn't have AirPods, I wouldn't as much. Yeah. But, like, even, like, with us having watches and stuff, like, I can say "Hey Siri" right now, and I'll pick it up. Like I don't, I don't have to have AirPods. Like my watch will pick it up and make the call for me and yep. transfer it to whatever Bluetooth thing is connected. But like even when I'm driving, um, and my phone and stuff is connected to my uh, the Bluetooth in my car, like I will still get the phone out of my pocket or like out of my lap and like actually scroll down and call. click on the yeah. the person I'm trying to call and call them that way. Um, I, thought so, this was, I thought this was a super interesting stat. 55% of households are expected to have their own smart speaker device by 2022. No. Over half. Which that, that, that makes, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big number. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I was just, I was just impressed like going through some of these stats that, 71% of wearable device owners predict that they'll perform more voice searches in the future. Like that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Nearly 20% of all voice search queries are triggered by a set of only 25 keywords. How, what, best, the, is, where. Like I think it's really starting to get I think people are getting more accustomed um to change it. I think it's still a future thing, but I think it's a thing that you can't wait to get involved in if you're a business. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just, because I think we've talked about it before, but right now everybody that comes in wants to talk about search, like want to rank higher on Google. Well, the problem with voice search is there's not a list. There's only a answer. Mm-hmm. So if you aren't, if you haven't invested now in being the answer in the future, you're going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're going to be way behind. Yeah. It's going to be, like a so, voice is expected to be a forty billion dollar channel by twenty twenty two. Up to forty three percent of voice enabled device owners use their device to shop. To shop. Hey Siri, order me some toothpaste. Just turn on toothpaste ordered. Oh, it did. Did it? Look. Look at this. Yep. I didn't mean to do that. I, I also feel like your Siri is a lot better than mine. Because mine, like, oh, no, either stop. doesn't pick up that stop. I'm even trying to talk to her or she doesn't understand what I'm saying. Mine just pulled up. I just did that, and it pulled up as Target. 
Did you just buy something from Target? Hey, Siri. Order me some towels. Sushi, sushi picks me up. Hey, Siri. I found one option, Bed Bath & oh, Beyond. Oh, she heard me. Oh, she got you? She picked up, I found one option. Dang. Swing my Siri is good. I should never use her. Maybe I didn't need to start looking into using her more. I think that part of it for me, maybe for other people, I think the reason people don't don't use it as much yet but will in the future is that it's a whole new thing to learn. Mm-hmm. And as I've used it more with my Apple AirPods, it's just become like convenient. But it's probably like compared to other things like in the past, like learning curve wise, it's probably the easiest thing that you have to learn because it's literally just talking. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's the learning side. I think it's just the rhythm like we just talked about. Yeah, yeah. Because like you said, it's just something you do. Like even if it takes you longer, it doesn't matter. It's just how you do it. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think it goes back to just like we were talking earlier, which wasn't um, related to this at all, but just like habits. Like yeah. what's your habit with using your phone and um, – Whatever, whatever else you have, whatever device you have. Yep. Like what's your What's your habit? Do you talk to it or do you usually search? Yep. Like most people usually search probably aren't going to necessarily be the people that are voice searching yep. as often. So and I think I, that's I, where people struggle is they th- they hear habit, and so they know how they operate, and so they assume that everybody operates that way. Yeah. And but I think, if stats are telling us differently. We gotta look at it. Yeah, and that's not like a huge change from changing from typing in a search to like <clears throat> voicing a search. Nope. But it's that it's that breaking the habit. That's the that's the biggest thing. Like moving from the couch to the chair. Like just that action of breaking the habit is the biggest task. Yep. It's not the thing that comes after. Yep. It's the thing that comes after is super easy compared to the the action of breaking the task. Yep. But once you break That's the good ta- point. Once you break the task, it's like downhill from there. Yeah. I guess it's inevitable that it will change, more than likely. But I don't know, man. If people are doing it, you should probably be there and mm-hmm. invest in changing it. Yeah. But it is. It's weird. I, every time I see those stats, I'm I'm more and more surprised. And what was interesting, like even on this trip, like, you know, and I think it's it's typically people, you know, that have money that have invested in, they have the ability to get, you know, the Alexas and all that kind of stuff. But I know there's a lot of old people that use it mm-hmm. kind of like crazy. Yeah. And I, I don't even know people that do order, like actually order stuff from their Alexa, which to me is still wild. Yeah. I want to like actually see the transaction happen. Because I'm going to be like three days and I'm like waiting for my paper towels to get there. Dude, yeah. I get I get super, I like get paranoid and nervous like every time I place an Amazon order. Yeah. Just, I, I always get, once I click like confirm or place order or whatever it is, I'm always nervous that I like send it to the wrong address or yep. something. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I see the convenience in it and I, I'm a millennial who is on his computer nine hours out of the day. Yep. And I still don't use voice, but I, I, I do realize that it is a super popular and booming um, thing right now. Yeah. I'm going to go buy us one today or tomorrow for the so. office. Maybe a couple of them so we can start kind of messing with them. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think that the biggest problem I think business owners have is they, they wait too long. Yeah. Like they know it's a thing and they know they don't use it. But if voice search is only going to give us a answer and you want to be that answer, yeah, you can't wait. You're going to have to start investing now. Yeah. And I think that the thing that's getting cool is that they are, they're looking at these keywords. And so I know we're doing a lot of stuff with search where you're making sure you put in like, is it gluten free? Is it wheelchair accessible? And all that stuff I think is very important when people ask the questions that you are at least in the mix to be an answer. Yeah. Because if, if you haven't, I mean, I think Google and the way that search engines acquire data is is always different. And they get information that you may not even know that you've put in there because some user did at some point. But if you aren't in control of that data, there's going to be a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And so if someone's looking for a gluten-free option and you have it and even in a smaller market, if 
tens of thousands of people are searching that every year, and you're missing out on tons of money just because you didn't take the time or invest. And it's not easy. I mean, the easiest way to do it is to call 940-696-1229 for sure. Um, and we'll help you do it. But yeah, I think you have to, I think you have to get into that game yeah. of voice like as soon as possible. Yeah. I, I feel like that's like <clears throat> how it always is. Like that's how it was with social media. Like we were always urging people to move budgets towards like digital yep. Um, because if they wait too long, then they're going to be so far behind, it's going to be hard to catch up. Yep. And then it was like SEO. Like, if you aren't starting now trying to, like, develop yep. your SEO, you're going to be way far behind. And now it's voice. Like, yep. if you aren't starting voice and you're just now getting started on social media, you're, you're probably never going to be that answer nope. for voice. Because no. you're going to be so far behind. We still have to con- – people take traditional media budgets, move them to social, and they want to pay way less money. Because they think, well, I can spend less to reach more. Mm-hmm. And the mindset's still just so far behind. Yeah, Everybody gets locked into SEO. And they're like, oh, I want to do this, this, and this, and rank better. But the real key to do it is to do it correctly. Yeah, you And to make sure your data's right. And that you've built your website correctly. And that mm-hmm. you've... But it's not... Everybody wants a short-term fix. Yep. And I think digital is trick people because... Well, I think when... And this might be just my personal theory, but with like TV, you only had certain places that you could buy TV. But with digital... Obviously, you can just buy on like Facebook or whatever, but you can buy from hundreds of thousands of people to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And you can get hundreds of thousands of people to do SEO for you. But if you're going to invest the money, do it right. Build it correctly. Because your physical building, I think, is becoming less and less as important as your digital real estate. Because we're only going more to a digital world. Mm-hmm. Did Jim show you that new iPhone? Or not an iPhone, that I, new phone? I heard him talking about that foldable one. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> but... It's like the something flip, and it's like a phone that looks like it's close to the size of an iPhone, and then it flips open to this huge screen. It's pretty sweet. But I think technology is going to get more and more where we're spending all of our time trying to, like, search. But some of the stuff was it was crazy, like how people are searching, too. I think people assume too much about what people are searching for their business when they should actually look at what people are already searching. Cause it's kind of weird. People used to always type in, what's the best place to eat in Wichita Falls? And now they're just looking for best place to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for just what it, search already knows where you're at. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I was just thinking about that on the plane ride a little bit on search. So I just figured I'd send you that article three minutes before we started the podcast. Just give me a lot of time to, <clears throat> to study that one. That's what I think that's the important part is that I think this was perfect because you, you don't operate that way. Like you just said, you don't. You literally don't ever voice search. I don't. That that stat were sixty five percent. Sixty five percent of twenty five to forty nine year olds use it one time. Use voice search one time a day. I probably average using it three times a year. Yeah, but you don't do it. But you know it's important. I do. I for sure know it's. Yeah, important. of course. Because it's like there's always going to be an evolution, and it was like traditional to digital. And then social, and then social media and SEO, and now it's like this more like interactive voice search, and and stuff like that. So yeah. like, I think it's just scary to people because you can't touch it. People are like, I think a lot of people recognize the importance of it, but it's so new to them. But they don't they don't want to do the work to figure it out. Yep. So I think if 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 you're in that category or if you're just hesitant about it, it's, it's like day and age. Like you have to like commit yep. to it and go for it or else yep. you're going to be too far behind where people are going to have more organic content that's, that's ranking yep. and you're just going to be so far behind as far as showing up in search results. That's interesting, man. I wonder if like in 30 years if people are even going to know how to like, right they don't even teach cursive in schools i know I, I have you tried to write in cursive my name i can only write my name yep it took me forever i forgot what i was trying to write the other day but i was trying to do a a capital g cursive wise i think and i could not do it i couldn't remember it i always just do when i don't know i always just would do it like a g and then where it ended, and then I would just loop just back. Loop it, yeah. 
But yeah, I'd, I like can only write my name in cursive now. Yeah, it's weird, man. The whole, I think it's just changing, and I think we don't like change. I think we're afraid of change. But I think it's I think the best thing you can do as a business owner is not be emotional, but to be reactive to yeah. the data. You don't have to be like someone who can predict the future or even know where things are going. But if the data is telling you, hey. We know this is this is already happening, and we know based on the number of devices in this area that are getting created and the number of people who want it and the number of people that are using it, you should probably at least say, how how do I get my menu in Google? Yeah. How do I get to where when someone asks Alexa to be able to come to my restaurant or to use my services that I'm there? And yeah. at least start there. Now, you don't have to spend – you don't have to, like, you know, go get a loan, but you should definitely shift your money around to say – we have, I mean, you have proactive marketing where you're actually ads in front of people, which will always be there, I think. But reactive marketing is getting big. People mm-hmm. search. If you're not there, somebody's going to be there. Yeah, somebody's always going to be there. And it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the best things that business owners can do is it's almost like a, I guess it's somewhat being, being humble and just recognizing that mm-hmm. just because you do something maybe like an old-fashioned way or a different way doesn't mean that the majority of people do it that way. Yep. Like like with me, like I don't use voice a lot, but that does not mean the majority of people do not use voice. And I recognize that yep. the majority of people do use voice. So if I was stuck in, Hey, since I don't, I don't use voice and that's probably not important, important. You got, you got to like break from that and be like, just because I do it this way doesn't mean the majority of people do it a different way. So, yep. re- so recognizing that and, um, I don't know, just, I don't know, catering to the the customer and not to yourself. Yep. Is, I think, I think is, could, could be super beneficial. Not could be, will be yeah. super beneficial. I think it's interesting that you and I, we've been doing this for like, like two years now, and we talk about it every single day, but literally almost everything we talk about has that exact same point. Like not being too emotional not being too prideful and just allowing like the data and what's happening to help drive decisions mm-hmm. because you can, you could have, you could have invested a lot of money in Bitcoin, you know, or in something else that doesn't work out. But I think being able to like transfer your time and energy into a direction and that's going to come either in the term of people building a department or outsourcing. And if you outsource, you should probably call us. Nine four zero six nine six one two two nine. I almost said the podcast number there. <clears throat> you can call that number too. We'll give you a three percent discount. I think we should have some uh, some questions at the bank that we have to answer. We do. We'll do another one. Yeah, we're back in the rhythm. Back from vacation. Back with a baby. Back from having a baby. Not having a baby. Announcing that we're having a baby. Yeah. It's been fun, man. You got any closing words for the folks? Nope. And we're out. I'm just kidding. Don't be a hero. You don't always have to be a hero. Don't, <laughs> don't go, don't go out of your way to fabricate something to prove your point. Full circle. Just don't do that. Don't fabricate something in order to prove your point. That's all I got. Whether it's political, whether it's you fabricating data to support how you use media or marketing so you can continue doing TV spots. Just don't fabricate data. Don't fabricate stuff in order to support your position because it's going to come back to bite you. Yep. That's my word. I like that. Yeah, I agree, man. If you're trying to, if you're trying to find information and data to prove your point, there's a decent chance you're going to be able to. But it doesn't mean it's right. So I think that's good. My word is you're in a marathon. That's you're, This whole thing, everything feels urgent and timely. And you got to be diligent and quick. But it's good and healthy regularly to break habits, create new rhythms that just disconnect you. And to not lose sight of who you are. 
because it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day and get wrapped up in building a business or a family or whatever and just lose sight of who you are. So stop, take a deep breath, everything's going to be okay, and just keep moving forward. I feel renewed and a little bit refreshed, even though I came back sick again for the 37th time in two months. But, yeah, man, it's been good. It's been fun. I'm, I'm glad to be back. You know, we back. Which one are you going to click? Um, you going to close the podcast out with an effect? The, the only one I know is this one. Hit it. 